everyone, my name is Ken Torres. I am the host of Enter the Dark. This is a new show that is coming to the Paranormal King Radio Network on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. Join me as I interview the best in the paranormal, and we're going to talk about many different things. Also, along combined with my 15 plus years of experience, it's going to be nice to compare notes. So please, tune in. Paranormal King Radio Network. Hey everyone, good evening and welcome to Enter the Dark. I am your host, Ken Torres. And tonight we have a very special guest, uh, a person that uh, I find very intriguing and a person that I've I've grown to like very much, uh, none other than Adam Began. Adam, hey, what's up, brother? Thank you for being on the show tonight. Oh, Kenneth Torres, my brother in arms. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on the show. I'm very, very happy and excited. Not a problem. Hopefully, I said your name right. Not to be confused with Zach Bagans. Adam Bagans. No. Right? <laughs> uh, Bagan, Bobby. Yeah, Bagan, Bagan, um, Beige in French, Bagan. Yeah, pretty much. It's all. Okay. okay. That's that pretty close. I've had worse. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, uh, so everyone, I know you're used to uh, my co-host Dalton, but Dalton uh, is taking a leave of absence. Uh, he is join- He's enjoying some family time, so we'll get to hear his voice sometime next month. Uh, hey. Uh, Dalton, if you're listening, man, stop listening and just enjoy your time, bro. Go play some video games. <laughs> Good for you, brother. Exactly. We all need a little bit of me time, so to yeah. speak. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because uh, we were just talking about this before the show came on. You know, I wanted to get some other stuff, but I wanted to get your ideas uh, on what you're seeing now trend-wise. It, it seems like everybody... Uh, I'm I'm noticing it's just like either losing their crap or they're just like worn out. I mean, wh- what are you what are you experiencing, man? What's what's that like with you? What are you seeing on your end? Yeah, that's actually an excellent point. Um, I've always considered myself. It's funny. Uh, all um, girlfriends that I've had, Heather, obviously now, even past girlfriends have always said that I've been kind of the woman in the relationship, so to speak, because I'm like an empath. <laughs> yeah. Well, I realize. That means I'm an empath. Like I cried during Old Yella and Steel Magnolia and like movies. And, and and I feel people's sorrows. The other day I was actually telling Heather today that I heard on the radio some 98-year-old lady in Texas went sledding for the first time. And she was on the radio going, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I started crying, dude. I was so happy that she got to experience that. I know it sounds cheesy, but I understand that's empath stuff. You know, it's a gift and a curse. And I feel it now. Whether I know Corona's almost done, thank God. Yeah. But there's still some backlash from that. People still miss weddings, graduations, funerals, birthdays because of that. There's still, we're gonna, it's going to take us some time to recover. Um, and I think the weather's kind of weird, especially in uh, Northeast. It gets a really dark, still dark at night. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I, I lost hope because I definitely haven't. And that's what I love about the Warren legacy and everything because you're doing a great job. There's a lot of good out there, but there's a lot yeah. of people out there that, I don't want to say have given up, but they just don't know what they want, I think. And 
I see a lot of people bashing people, especially in this field. Your location is not as good as mine. My team is better than yours. It's all peacock showing stuff. And that's why I love what you do with the Warren Legacy Foundation. We're all in it. There's no big heads. It's not my show is better than yours. Or, oh, let's do this. It's let's help people. Let's work together. And I think that's what's lacking. I think we no, that's, that. that's, that's, that's a good statement. Uh, and, and that's true. I mean, and you know, when it comes to like being an empath, man, you know, he, my background is you know, I worked for the government, you know, I was in the military and, uh, basically, you know, taught to be like tough as nails, but as I get older and as I'm going through my vocation as a, you know, as a priest and, and, and helping people a lot more, I'm finding myself, uh, being a little more sensitive and open to, to other people's feelings and emotions. And there are times when I just feel things, you know, I'm at the point now, man, where I'm if I see somebody die in a movie, I don't cry. But if I see a dog or an animal get killed, oh my gosh, I can't recover. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a whole week crying like a little girl, and I'm like, oh no, they killed Fido and all yeah, that, you know? Yeah, buddy. You know, and, and compassion, yeah. man, compassion, compassion, That's man. That's what it's is, about. Yeah. And thank you for serving, by the way. You've you've done uh, a lot, and, and congratulations too. I, are you, is it Monsignor now, right? Yeah, yeah, or, but you know what? Well, yeah, yeah, Monsignor, but you know, this is about you. We'll 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 get some uh, I know, on your show. A lot of people don't know you've helped me out behind the scenes. There's been times when I've been down uh financially and, and just um emotionally, you've been there for me. You've helped me out a couple of ways, like like a family member should. So it's it's yeah. it's your show as much as it's I'm the guy. I mean, I'm gonna have you on mine again too, but I just love talking yeah. with you. Um, I feel like I could tell you anything and yeah, yeah, man. I just like, well, the hell out of you. You just, you just got to pay it forward, man. You know, the biggest thing is uh, I've learned, um, you know, throughout my life is, you know, you always want to take care of the people that are good to you um, and always help good people. And I've always thought you've been a great person. Just from the from the very first, first moment I met you, bro, uh, you know, there was that magnetism. You know, you are a guy that has got a really good heart. You know, you're open and, and, and you're kind of like me, bro. You're in the sense where you've been in this for a while, but you're kind of like coming out so to speak when it comes to the paranormal and 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 uh, that's that's one thing I, I you know i want to talk to you about it and, and yeah you know the whole monsignor thing i, I am uh, monsignor with the solomonic order yeah, that is a different vocation i do provide chaplaincy services but you know i'm not your typical priest man um uh, i'm not your straight cut up forward you know holier than thou type of guy i'm rough around the edges you know being former military and law enforcement uh, i kind of tell people how it is not in the sense to hurt their feelings but i give it to you straight you know, and everybody right. has this idea of, well, you know, this and that, and you wear a cloth, you got to act a certain way. No, I am who I am. And I tell people, you know, I'll straight up tell you how it is. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but, you know, this is my opinion. You know, well, that's, that's not what I about you is you're, you're yeah, true. Yeah. You don't you don't hold back. You're true. You're honest. And I think you said that on the last vodcast you were on with Chris and, and, yeah. uh, and Dr. Yep. Heather, you were saying you're a priest of the, of the cloth, so to speak, but you don't follow the man made religion. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all about faith. It's it's all about faith, man. And 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 the biggest thing is like you know my thought process is you know if you stick to you know to religion in its sense you know like there's nothing wrong with religion but you have to be able to identify you know religion and and what faith is you know you can follow religion as a, as a guideline to to be a good person but it's up to you to understand more about your religion and and so to speak the faith you know and and so that's what I love about the foundation is uh, being with the foundation I've learned so much. Uh, about, you know, faith and, you know, even the different members that we have, right? You know, we have witches, we have pagans, we have people that are uh, doctors and psychologists um, and all around, you know, the country, all, around the, all around the world, man. And we're, we're making a difference, man. And, and 
And I love the fact that, you know, you're out here and you're making a difference too. And, you know, with that being said, man, let's, let's, let's talk about you, bro. Let's, let's talk about who is Adam, you know, you know, where are you from? You're cut, you know, what, 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 uh, what's, what you call it? Uh, cloth you cut from and what got you into the paranormal and, you know, we'll go from there. Oh, very cool. Well, I don't even know who I am half the time. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> no, <laughs> um, seriously, man. Um, I, I don't, I guess, um, I started when I was younger, when I was about nine, nine years old, my, my grandfather, my mom's father, who really was really close, Papa, we used to watch Inspector Gadget together and all that good stuff. Um, he yeah. passed away and um, he came to me at night and helped me to the fridge to get a drink. And what I thought was a, a, not a nightmare, but an off dream or something that kind of weird being nine years old. I didn't say anything. Um, found out a couple years later, my sister, who was a little younger than me, saw him that same night as well when we had a conversation about it. So I realized about the age of 15, five, six years later, when we talked about it, that I saw my grandfather's ghost. Um, yeah. And it was surreal. Like, he walked me to the fridge. He told me he loved me no matter what. And he'd see me again one day. And I thought I was dreaming. Like I said, but my sister saw him. So I put two and two together. Uh, I grew up in Lisbon, Maine. Lisbon, not Lisbon, Portugal. <laughs> Lisbon, Maine. <laughs> but it's the same, the same high school Stephen King went to. He grew up in yeah. Durham, right across the river. And Lisbon okay. and Durham went to the same high school, Lisbon Greyhounds. So I learned a lot. I mean, about Stephen King growing up. It's just Stephen King's town. And you learn a lot about aliens, monsters, ghosts, mysteries. And it just, it's a very intriguing, I guess. I mean, I always like sports and stuff too, but I've always yeah. been compelled because not everybody plays baseball, but everybody dies, you yeah. know? And I want to know, are we in energy? Are we worm food? And I know for sure with all my heart that we're not. There's no way I could ever yeah. be an atheist. I've seen too much proof, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. You know, I mean, talk about, you know, what part of the country you live in. I mean, you're talking about New England. I mean, New England is known, you know, for a lot of paranormal activity, uh, like for myself. Right. I was born in New York and raised in Jersey in the tri-state area most of my whole life. So I learned about the Lenny Lenape Indians. I grew up by the Patterson Great Falls. Uh, oh, yeah. I was actually I lived in a city where Alexander Hamilton started, uh, you know, Patterson, New Jersey, Silk City. And so, you know, from a young age, uh, just like you, I uh, I had a lot of different experiences growing up. Uh, like for me, um, as I mentioned uh, in like previous videos of Vodacast before. Um, so my great grandmother uh, from my mom's side was a high priestess in Santeria, which is a, a Caribbean practice uh, from Puerto yeah. Rico and the Dominican Republic and Cuba. So I saw a lot of different things growing up. And then um, I had a lot of different experiences. And then so when she passed away, I ended up living with my grandmother, who at the time, you know, was Catholic and became full out, you know, Christian Pentecostal. And I grew up Pentecostal, but I always knew I was different. You know, I started practicing magic and, you know, I did the whole Wicca thing. And, you know, obviously at that time, the craft was prominent and the movie, the craft was prominent. So, I mean, a lot of different experiences that I've had uh, that led me to want to become closer and to understand uh, this unknown world. I mean, yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like you know, I'm hooked on it, man. I'm, you know, my wife, she probably gets tired of me all the time talking about, you know, the paranormal and the cases that I'm working on. But in reality, man, it's a passion, you know. And and I see that with well, you. Right. That's the difference. Some people are weekend warriors, like you know. Some people go, oh, but unlike football or anything, there's no off season with paranormal. Not for people like us. You, we live it. I'm enthroned in it. Not just because of my show, but between finding answers for myself to help myself and to help other people. This is it. Yeah. And like with yeah. you, you're fully engulfed in it to, to your 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 religious priesthood, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's your whole mm -hmm. life. It's not just a hobby. It's not yeah, dark no, with the boys at the bar. No, I mean. it's not. It's not. I mean, and, and I admire other people that go out and they do this as a hobby. 
and you know, and 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 to that, you know, um, I, I just say to them, hey, you know what, just have fun, be safe, and 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 um, have a good time, but also just be respectful and mindful, um, and and that's one thing that I've noticed. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the people, and this is just from my observation, that a lot of people that do this part time are the ones that are always getting tired and worn out uh, for some reason. And and I don't know if it's because they are not fully understanding of what they're doing or it's just like you said, it's just a hobby. You know, after a while, you know, you pick up a hobby, you get tired of it. Uh, and, and I think that's what it is. You know, we have. These well, I look at I look at it as like an inexperienced, you know, yeah. like these people aren't grounding themselves. They're not saging. They're not doing holy water. They're not doing uh, little spells. They're not saying, please stay here. It's almost like going to the beach and never going and not bringing sunblock. And not bringing sandals for your feet and burning your feet on the sand. You're going to go and you're going to go, fuck, I'm burnt. My feet hurt. I'm tired. I wasn't prepared for no. my thing. I'm not used to it. With ghost no. hunting, man, if you're going to go into a house or a cemetery for hours with your buddies and take selfies and have a pizza party no. and post on Facebook, you better make sure that your ass is covered because you might make it worse. Or you might bring a Pretty demon much. home or attachment, you know? Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you, man. Uh, I, I've told you this before in private. Yeah. Uh, we had a foundation member who uh, was, you know, who actually is a talented individual, a talented artist, and uh, for some reason uh, got offended that I'd said something about the Conjuring House. You know, we had previous conversations before that, and this person assured me, yeah, you know, I feel the same way. And and and, and I think that was just a, a way to try to get into the foundation when it comes to, you know, the paranormal tourism. You know, and, and the only thing I said was, you know, you can't call yourself a ghost hunter and allow yourself and allow people coming in to your house and, you know, conducting seances and using Ouija boards and causing problems. And then eventually it's going to affect you one way or another. It may not affect you at the moment, but it may affect you. And so, you know, they got offended and they blocked me, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, I wish that person the best of luck. And I know they're a beautiful artist, but, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I, I said what I said, and you know I was sharing the opinions of the foundation, and I still feel the same way. And you know, and well, I'm you not going to share your opinion. You yeah, and I, yeah, especially when it's my private group. You know, when I, right. you know, I have when I have a thousand members, well, I have like 900 members, which my page is growing, oh. which I'm happy for that. You know, it's our page. You're, you know, you're the admin there as well. And so I just yeah. wanted to create a space for, for people to to share their opinions and share their stories and and share you know the different events that are going on. And unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't always work out the way we want, and and people get butt hurt or offended. And so well, whatever. that's the problem. No one wants to hear. Everybody wants to hear the the praise. Yeah. They don't want to hear anything like god forbid you actually think and i and i tend to agree with you it's one thing to go maybe go check out an old prison where no one's staying but come to your home and let people do ouija boards and dowsing rods on the weekend and with their buddy yeah. and leave that's just yeah. begging for it and that's why they're selling the conjuring house because Corey can't handle it honestly yeah heard, well you well you better shit. be careful what you're saying now because that person may be listening and they may not want you back on their show again <laughs> that's true that's true. But the beautiful part about it is, like, with you and me, is that we don't give a shit. We say what we uh, want to yeah. say. I, I, I see Ross, Ross goes, uh, Lisbon, Portugal would be better than Lisbon. Don't be dis Maine, Ross. I know you're in Canada. Yeah. Don't yeah. be dis Maine. You, there ain't nothing in Portugal you need to go over there for. What so, the hell you so, need hey, so, so, in Maine, do you park your car in the driveway? Do you, like, ah, laps the road? Ah, ah. I walk in the door yard, Mr. Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in New York, we talk about, how you doing, son? You know what I'm saying, boy? You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> You know, yeah, back in the right back, back in the boogie down Bronx, yo, you don't know me, son. <laughs> oh, almost a, of, almost a little bit of Boston in there, for God's sake. You know, that's funny because I am actually a New England Patriots fan. So, you know, my oh, family, 
my family's from Connecticut, you know, but I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, but I still love Tom Brady. It's all good. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. Hey, well, I see, I see Nicole. Nicole's wanting to ask millions of questions, which is awesome. I love Nicole. She's so, such a good people. You know, um, let, me, had- let me, let me, yeah, you know what we, and I, I wanted to change it up a little bit, you know, let's go through the questions, you know, we're just kind of just, we're, this is just a, a fireside chat, so to speak. We're just chopping it up. There's nothing really formal or informal about this, you know? So yeah, let's go. You know, let me tell you something, everyone. Uh, Nicole is one of the sweetest persons that I know. Uh, she is, she is really gifted. She is kind hearted. And, and, and even some of the viewers, the listeners that are on here, I, I know you from Facebook, you're all, all wonderful people. And I just want to thank you for just supporting the show. You know, here I am a guy that actually, believe it or not, had no confidence at all whatsoever. I, I came on a, on the show with Nicole and Ross approached me and he's like, you want your own show? And I was like, what? crazy dude no i i mean i really i didn't have that much confidence but what i will tell you though is because of nicole i am in this position i am for today and you know wow nicole you you are the sweetest person um and 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 i will go to bat for you and let me tell you something i'll break some legs if i got to you know what i'm saying that's very cool i had no idea that's very cool yeah she is great that's so nice So let's get with the questions, man, and then we'll go from then we'll yeah. go to Adam Historian Ghost Center because oh. I, I want to hear about some some locations, man. I want to hear your thoughts and you know some some cool stuff, man. Hell yeah! No, I appreciate that. Fucking right. This is fun. Let's see I what like do we I got. Feel so, I don't like to feel so pressured or anything. Like this is fun. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I I just wanted to create a platform to to tell people, you know, what we feel and you know what we go through every day, and you know, and and obviously everyone, these are just you know personal opinions. You know, anything I'm saying, it's not absolute or it's not concrete. It's just personal experiences that we've gone through. You know, obviously there are different investigative ways, there are different methods. You know, there are great teams out there that you know are are doing this for the right reasons, but at the same time i think everyone could use a little assistance and a little help and and i think it's important for people to understand that you know what i say it, it's just opinion so you don't always have to agree with it and that's fine you know i don't care <laughs> it just makes good debate it makes good talk our our opinions do not reflect those of paranormal king radio <laughs> yeah or that of the that's, foundation or that of the foundation yeah, so to speak. that's true. Too. Oh, most of the time they do. But <laughs> let's see. Uh, what, what questions do we have? I'm trying to get out. There's so much chat going on well, right now. Someone, I'm trying every to catch time it. someone chats, it gets rebooted to the bottom, so they go. They go. Ah, no, I know. Okay, paranormal insider. That's not. Oh, who's that? Oh, oh, that's. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> uh, what, what scariest? I think one of the questions was, "What was one of your scariest ghost encounters?" And I think Witchin, that's got to be. Um, that's that's got to be the missus, huh? That's got to be yeah, Heather Kamini. Yeah, hey, Heather. What's up, girl? Hey, girl. How you doing? Hey, girl. <laughs> and then Witch in Nature. Witch in Nature is Betsy Williams, Betsy Brown. She's uh, with the searchers. She's going to a bunch of places with the searchers there. Josh uh, Purvis and uh, Shane Pittman this weekend. I think in, I forget where, but. Oh, that's awesome. Chapter. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So let's see. All right. I think I found a question. Uh, okay. What would be. Oh, see. <laughs> it just went back down. What would yeah. be scariest ghost encounter? Okay, scariest ghost encounter for me. Um, see, my grandfather's wasn't scary because it was him. I'd say there's this place called R.H. Jurgensen. It's mm-hmm. an antique place in Maine, right on Route 1. Now, Route 1 is literally the first route in America. It goes from upper Maine all the way to Tampa, Florida. And it's very old, a lot of old mansions, especially towards you get to Maine. And there's a house on there. It's from the 1600s, and it's in Wells. And Wells mm-hmm. is where George, George Burroughs was captured. 
one of the witches hung in Salem, a male. He was a priest. He recited the Lord's prayer word for word, which witches weren't supposed to do. And they still yeah. hung him. And I guess he, he was six foot five or something. I guess he broke the first rope. He was so tough. It oh. literally just, it snapped. They had to hang him with two ropes or something. But anyway. Oh, that, oh, I you, mean, oh, you mean he wasn't a warlock? You mean he wasn't a warlock like everybody no. says? <laughs> no, 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 I, that's a, a good, good. No, no. Um, but I digress anyway. So, so this place Jurgens in this antique place, me and Heather went in and we didn't see a ghost per se, yeah. but we walked in and, um, this old lady was there and she was just very quiet, very sweet. And everything Ken was in that place was like five, six hundred, a thousand dollars, really expensive antique. So me and Heather realized this and I told her, don't sneeze, don't move. Let's get out of here before we break something and owe a million dollars. So, uh, we start ready to turn around and these two dogs came out of the back room, dude, fucking, I thought they were werewolves too. I don't want to say German shepherds, possibly German shepherds, maybe huskies, dark, dark, looked at us with dark eyes and they literally corralled me and Heather. You can ask her which and comment on, it's true. They backed us out of that fucking antique shop. That old lady was talking to the front to some girl. We walked out the front door. She didn't say bye to us. The other girl didn't talk to us. It was like we didn't exist. And the dogs corralled us out. Got to be three feet tall over their paws, maybe Five feet tall, four feet tall, standing, just huge, dude, huge, huge dogs. And I told Heather, I said, I'm never going. And I've been in, I've been in morgues at one in the morning. I've been, in, yeah. I've slept in cemeteries. I've camped out. As not much that really, really scares me. And that petrified me. It wasn't a ghost though, so that's not quite. But I tell you, so, those dogs, dude. So were they, were they like Irish wolfhounds? Because I've seen those. Those guys look scary. Big, big dogs had said, yeah, I, they might have been, I, I want to say German Shepherds, like the color of a German Shepherd, like that brown and black, but twice as big. I mean, they look like the fucking wolf from uh, Twilight, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's Walmart. crazy. And what? That's they, nuts, dude. Dude, they didn't growl. They didn't snarl. They didn't, they just literally looked at us and just started walking towards us like we were a sheep, like they're going to corral us. And me and Heather just turned and walked. <laughs> and I yeah. said, holy shit. And I thought, okay, they're going to fucking bite. I don't know. They were loose. And then the old lady's there. I go, have a good day. And she just continued talking to her next guest, a girl. And the dogs just both sat at her feet like her, like, like, like the her fucking girl from Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, 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 her, like her, like her, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. Like Gozer. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Man, dogs are, are faithful animals, but they're scary as heck. I've, I've got four animals, man. But I, I oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, because that's... I don't know. And, and I honestly, dude, I believe in it all. I believe that there are werewolf creatures. I believe. Full moon can change people under, unfortunately, under demonic possession, people can alter themselves and change. There are shapeshifters, skinwalkers, yeah. there's a lot of shit out there that Ooh, demonic yeah. entities can be dogs. Demonic entities can, well, can transform. So There was that case, uh, there was that, uh, I think the case uh, that's coming up for The Conjuring 4, the new movie, uh, was based on one of the, I, I don't remember the case name exactly, uh, but it was based upon... The werewolf in London, that's going to be crazy. An individual that it was supposedly, uh, I think the person was possessed by a demon and yeah. made him turn into a werewolf. Oh, that's crazy, man. That well, is legit like the old school 1930 black and white movies, which is great, Bella Lugosi and shit. But he yeah. literally did. He grew fangs and uh, I guess his fingertips grew out and he had hair. And Ed and Lorraine worked on that. I guess Tony Sparrow just got back from L.A. last month. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what they were doing about that. So Yeah, that. That's crazy. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, L.A., uh, someone's actually in your neck of the woods uh, visiting his family. Chris. Oh, our boy Chris McKinnell. He'll be asking. Yeah. I want to get. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's going to be, he's gonna be in Connecticut next week, I think. I want to go down and see him. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you uh, link up with him. That's crazy, yeah. man. So so uh, Scariest Ghost Encounter. That is nuts. You know, for me, yeah, like man, a lot it's of... It's not really a ghost, is it? But at the same time, it's like, I, I, I don't know, man, because a, a ghost can kind of amp, but with this, this is like, they had claws and fangs, so it's like shit. But what is demonic-ish? So I don't know if it clarifies as ghost. Um, but I did in a cemetery once see a black in Anderson Smith Cemetery in Maine. Yeah. Um, really, really old. The body chute that you store in the winters, the doors are right off it. You can ask Heather, you go inside. And uh, me and Chris Sanders, Chris, the uh, paranormal explorer from It's Haunted Crew. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we saw something there once. And and I uh, I froze, man. I, I couldn't. My, my feet were like quicksand, in quicksand. He ran towards it and I stayed there. And uh, <laughs> oh, dude, what? I tell you. People that uh, say there's no such thing as ghost bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, Chris Sanders, I, I've been messaging him. I'm trying to get him on the show and he's agreed. So I got I got to get a date from uh, a date from him. I know he's got a what's it called? Buddy, the uh, the haunted doll. Yeah. So, yes, he does. Yeah. Buddy was. Uh, that's well, I, I probably should let you tell about him, but Buddy basically witnessed. I don't. A, I don't a, oh, go ahead. I, I don't know much about Buddy. You know, it's funny because I was watching uh, I was I was flipping through TV and I was watching um uh, Jack Osborne with the Ghost Brothers doing a show, and then I was watching, and all of a sudden, and I was like, "Oh, Chris just popped up out of nowhere!" And I go, "Oh, I saw him on the show, and that's where I learned about Buddy, which was kind of cool." Dude, and I was literally right next to him when he shot that. He goes, "I'm going to be talking to Jack. You want to come down?" I go, "Cause I'm an Aussie fan." I go, "Can I talk to him?" He goes, "Well, no." I go, "What the fuck?" But I stood there anyway, and I get to see them talk, and I helped him set up his green screen in his garage. Yeah. He let me carry was- Buddy. I wear I wear gloves. I have my rosary. It's he witnessed. Yeah, he basically was his owner um, came home to or his owner was the girl that was committing adultery on her husband. The husband came home to her in New Orleans, his Chris's hometown in city, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, the guy blew his girlfriend away and then the guilt blew the guy away that she was cheating on him with, then blew Damn. himself away. So the supposedly buddy witnessed all three. And I guess one of their souls yeah. went into him. So, yeah. Well, you know, and, and for me, that's that's always kind of been a, a question, th- uh, a questionable thing. So. For me, uh, just like I feel with Annabelle, right? So I don't think, in my experience, you know, something can possess uh, a doll. But I do think that because of the trauma, there can be an attachment to it. So, I mean, the attachment is different than actual possession. Uh, I believe you have to be a, a, a live person. So, But those attachments, nonetheless, are just as bad. And, you know, that can lead into uh, a demonic infestation, manifestation, oppression, up to leading to, um, you know, possession. So it's, it's really interesting, man, when... Um, you have these haunted objects that experience uh, these traumatic things. So I, uh, in myself, so I myself uh, have received something that belongs to the foundation. That is a two hundred, uh, almost a two hundred year old painting that I am holding it here at my home. Um, wow. So it was from a client that needed to get rid of it. Uh, actually, wanted to give it to Chris, so, but Chris is out of town, so I have it in my possession, and so. You know, I'm holding wow. it for the foundation and, uh, you know, nothing bad has happened, but, you know, so to speak. And, you know, I do that with all objects. I do that with everything I get. So here's my uh, here's my thought process. So whenever I go out and I buy something and I get something from, let's say, an antique shop or flea market or whatever, you know, I, I, I have a tendency of blessing it or, 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 or praying for it. Right. You know, I would say, Mark. you know, God, God, Father, whatever, you know, whatever attachments may be on here, whatever I bless and I cleanse it in your holy name so that no harm may come to anyone or anyone around me. And so for me, that that works. Interesting thing with 
you know, these these objects, a lot of people don't know. You know, you can potentially have a haunted object in your possession and not know it, and it can affect you or it may not affect you. You know, you have to go back to the start, the start of, you know, the original intention of the object. So let's say I'm the original owner and I create an object and that object uh, for me is intended for good, right? And I bless it for good and all that stuff. And so I pass it on to the next person after I die. You know, that good may come out of it. But then, you know, it's up to the secondary owner to to do their due diligence and decide whether or not, you know, they either want to keep it, they want to pray for it, bless for it. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, Ultimately, you don't know the ulterior motive. So I always tell people that whenever you get an object from a certain place, just make sure you protect it and, and you bless it. You know, not to say that it's demonic or, you know, because, you know, the demonic stuff hardly ever happens, although TV leads us to believe it's a little different. But, you know, just protect right. it. You know, just do like a little blessing. Do some sage or put some crystals, some tourmaline, that good stuff. You know what I mean? And and, and I think you'll be okay. I, I don't really believe in haunted objects in that sense uh, because I grew up with a demonic infestation in my house and I've seen stuff happened my animals killed uh you know i've been hurt my family's been hurt i mean so you know when it comes to like the dark stuff honestly i'm not afraid of it um i yeah. respect it but i'm not afraid of it so that's also important to know <laughs> no it's yeah. true i agree uh, it's funny because with me i've kind of had a string of bad luck these last couple of years and my sister recently yeah. i only have i have my, my stepsister but my half sister my blood sister sarah i'm actually at her house right now she's out on vacation so i get the whole place to myself i'm kind of in her living room right now just funny um she's not really into it she is but she thinks with my car problem she goes maybe it's all the places you go to i mean you've seen annabelle you went to lizzie's you went to these places maybe it's maybe so she thinks my car i just got in that car accident last year where i died for 36 seconds and Oof. she thinks that might have attributed to it but no. then, the, and of course, I honestly did. When my mom died in 2019, two months after Lorraine Warren, no. I thought it was because I stayed at Lizzie Borden's house alone, me and Heather, four months prior. I blame her death on me staying at Lizzie's. I actually believed it too. But then I no. thought, I'm not going to give anything power. I'm not going to think exactly. it's just, that's life. It's God. It's nothing. No bad thing took my mom away. No bad no. thing gave me an accident. It's, it's, it's no. just, it's just life. You know, unfortunately, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing, right? You know, life is life is a beautiful thing, you know, but then ultimately, you know, we die, right? And and unfortunately, you know, we we suffer and we suffer loss and and most of the time, you know, because of our grief, we want to blame other people or other things, but in reality, you know, it's life. You know, everybody talks about, well, you know, if God existed, then why is he allowing these things to happen? Well, because it's simple, because it's the power of free will, you know. Biblically Amen. speaking, yeah. biblically speaking, God did give us free will, and you know the devil has dominion over this earth if you believe in it or not. So that's why good things and bad things happen. So, but that's just the way it is. You know, that's the the ultimate power of free will. Um, I yeah, also think I because agree. of I also think because of how man is. You know, we we've destroyed our earth. You know, we've dilapidated it. You know, we've caused famine, we've caused war, we've caused chaos, we've caused a disease and many different things. And so we can attribute a lot of these things to mankind itself. You you know, we we are at the core, you know, of flawed individuals, you know, and a lot of these bad things happen because of man. And, it, you know, it's something that maybe we haven't caused, but because of just our history, these things just trickle down and it affects the world around us completely. Now, absolutely. Uh, let me see. Uh, I think there are some questions here. Uh, what was it like to meet the haunted Annabelle? Ooh. Um, well, the first time I met Annabelle, <laughs> I talked to her like it's a real person. Like I said, I, I consider it, like you said, it's a vessel. It's no way there's a ghost, uh, a demon living it all the time. I'm sure a yeah. demon used it a couple times, and I'm sure it's probably yeah. its go-to. 
But yeah. But um. But the whole lore about it and everything, of course, and just knowing that Ed and just remembering that picture of Lorraine holding her like a baby, just knowing Lorraine touched her, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. the first time I met her after my mom died, I keep going back to that. That's a, that's a big year. That's kind of when I got my. I could have either went to the loony bin. I thought about suicide, which I didn't do, obviously. Um. And then I turned it around. Thank God. You know, yeah. And a year and a half later, I got my own radio show and things are picking up and I could be in the loony bin or dead. Um, you know, so I decided with a little bit of the money that I got from her passing, I wanted to go meet Annabelle, have a night with Nesper. I'll never yeah. forget it. And that's where I met Father Plato, who was um, the, uh, the the priest and exorcist in the Vatican and also for Nesper. I met yeah. Tony. And then I went up to Judy and I said, Judy, I said, my mom died right after your mama did Lorraine. And she she was come here on there forget yeah. it roberto's and she gave me a hug and um yeah. long story short dude like i don't know i'm gonna go off on i'm a talker so i pardon yeah, me, I just gonna, I'm gonna, it's magical i i was friends with chris mckinnell as many of you know that's ed and lorraine warren's grandson that's judy warren judy spare's son their only child judy that's their only that's her son yeah. so i told him i said i'm gonna be there to see annabelle dude the next day because uh, we're going down for Saturday night in Roberto's in, in Monroe. He the next day yeah. Sunday morning he was leaving to go around the world and he's been gone ever since for what three years now. And he goes, "You want to come down and pick me up for breakfast? I'm not going to be there. I didn't know they didn't really get along at the time." So I yeah. said, All "Right." So he gave me the address, dude, and I typed it in the GPS. I looked at Heather. I go, "It says Warren Occult Museum." I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> so I showed up at the house, dude, and I, I see the gazebo, and I get out with Heather, and it's downpouring. Get the bulldog in a truck, and I go, I go knock on the door, and he answers it, and I go, "Oh my god!" I give him a hug, and he gives yeah. me the jacket he wore to Lorraine's funeral. I still have it. Gave me some cologne, and. We went out yeah. to eat, and uh, my dog, Athena, the bulldog, laid on the horn. I'll never forget it. She's never, ever laid on it. I, <laughs> I thought it was Lorraine. Maybe he's seen her through the window. I didn't know. He told me Lorraine designed the whole house, and that's where I met Joe, a fellow, yeah. Joe Horn, yeah. a fellow member. Yeah. You know Joe. Yeah, I so, love Joe. Joe's, Joe's a retired army cool. sniper, too. Joe's a great Yeah. Man. So that was the first time I met Chris. But that, the night before, let's go back to that. The night before this, because it was a great weekend, we ended up getting a hotel, and we ended up going to Roberto's. And that's when I met all of Nesper. And I, you know, we had a nice meal and they, they showed the Maurice Thibodeau case. The devil made me do it. The main yeah. farmer that got possessed and he was crying tears of fucking blood. Boy, oh boy, man. I tell you, once you see this dude bibbling and you see the water come out of his mouth and eyes and it hits his white t-shirt and it starts turning to blood. I fucking got old, not ill, but when almost when I watched Faces of Death for the first time, I almost felt like, holy shit, should I be watching this? That was a yeah. hardcore exorcism. You watch that, man. Yeah, wow. the Murray Stereo case. Yeah, I tell you what, if you don't believe in God, you're going to want to because that is a yeah. wow. And Chris was right there, McKenna, on the side. Yeah. So we saw the whole thing, and then they, they came out and blessed us, did some frankincense and myrrh, and then out came Annabelle in this big box. They pulled the thing down, and we went up yeah. a little bit at a time. And I saw those big black eyes, dude, and I felt yeah. everything from – I almost felt like I was in love. So I almost yeah. felt like I pissed my pants. I grabbed my groin to see if I pissed myself. I was so, <laughs> seriously, it was six foot tall. It, it's very, very surreal. Of course, the, the conjuring mirror was there. The, the dinosaur from the conjuring three, you know, mm. we met Mr. Haunted Jimmy Paterno, the whole group. So it was very overwhelming oh, for me and Heather anyway. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I like all these guys. I'm friends with most of these guys, and, and I love it. You know, they, you know, obviously, you know, Nesper and the Warren Legacy Foundation, we we are two different organizations. You know, that's been yep. made clear. But we for do carry cause, on. But, but we do it for the same cause. You know, we carry on the uh, the work of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And so they do a pretty good job, you know, really good job, actually. 
uh, you know, I keep in the history alive and protecting the museum. Tony does a good job. You know, Judy is so sweet. And that's funny because that would have actually led to the next question. Did something odd happen after you met Annabelle? But yeah, I guess you pissed your pants, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And let me get back to that real quick, too. I, I feel like both services do great. I feel like Nesper maybe a little bit more um, on the TV side, maybe bringing it more to light, which is fine, too. I feel like the yeah. World Legacy thing is a little behind the scenes, which is what we want yeah. to be. So yeah. I think they both play a purpose, and I just wish they'd get along a little bit better, but that's not my place. But maybe I'll be the bridge. It'd be great. But um, yeah, I bet Annabelle yeah, and yeah. I went to the first ever Warren Con with Heather this past year in Connecticut, and Tony saw me and he goes, "Hey, Mr. Vegan Paisan," because he's Italian like me. And I was like, "Wow, yeah." Think. So that was cool. <laughs> but I get to meet Annabelle again. I go, "Hello, my beautiful girl." I get to see her, and of course Heather was there. I said, "I mean, both my beautiful yeah. girls," but but me and Heather get this awe from her, and I, and I don't feel like I said we do sage. I got my rosary yeah. that's blessed by by priests and bishops. I got my 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 holy water. So and I know yeah. within myself, I'm good with the Maker. I'm a good soul. Yeah. I'm good with the Lord, and I don't give any demon the power to take hold of me. Annabelle's good. a new rush though, and I know yeah. there's people there and they go in selfies and they want to go on TikTok. A new Annabelle, but if you really listen to the lore and really pay it respect, it's a whole nother level. That's the part I don't like. Yeah. That people go, oh Annabelle, <laughs> no, come yeah. on, dude. You know, you, know, you got you got to have respect, and that's the biggest yeah. thing. You know, you got to have respect. Obviously, you know we we know about the story about the priest that uh, you know took Annabelle. You know, and uh, he didn't take it seriously, and he ended up wrapping his new car around the tree. So I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. these, these things are these 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 things are, are powerful. Uh, which <laughs> leads me to the next question: um, How many investigations uh, have you done before? Uh, King wants to know. I mean, how oh, many investigations have you done so far? Um, honestly, um. I, I, here's a question for you or for anybody listening. What do you consider investigation? Every time I go someplace, if I feel something or hear something, I go, hello, you want to talk to me? Yeah. Uh, whether I'm at the grocery store, there's a grocery store in Maine where a girl got her slit, her throat slit. So I go there Whoa. sometime and try to talk to her. Um, I'll go to every time I go to graveyards, even as kids, when the wind would blow. Hi, um, I'm at my sister's now by myself. I heard a knock earlier. It's just me and a cat, and the cat's chilling by me. So I thought it was my mom. Her urn's here with her ashes, yeah. you know, and I uh, – oh, shit. Sorry. I've had a couple of drinks. I'm going to start crying. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you got me live. <laughs> you I, got I him, boy. Him, Get I, him, I boy. Him, I love my mom, dude, and I miss her. And and yeah. I know that if I have to put up with 20 demons and 30 phonies, I'm going to find – out of for ghosts, I'm saying, if i got to put up with all this bullshit ghost, I'm going to find the ones that matter to me. And that's why I'm in it. I'm in it to help yeah. people. I'm in it to learn. But I'm in it to talk to my best friend who died at 39 while his daughter was at home two years ago. I did it for my grandmother who died three months before my mom. I did it for my mom who died when I was at home yeah. making her food and waiting yeah. for her on Monday night in 2019. Yeah. I'm doing it to find my family and no. my friends and other people's family and friends. People out there, you're listening. You're not alone. Nicole, yeah. Nicole, Nicole grieves over her poor husband every day. God yeah. bless her and God bless you. you Nicole, you're an amazing person. We yeah. love you so much here at Paranormal King. And you know, like King said earlier, we're talking to our King Ross, our boss. He's going to his, what, fourth or fifth funeral? And it's never yeah. easy. Ken's dealing, you're dealing with home cases from Brazil to the West Coast with people. And yeah, we're all so, trying to heal, brother. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. I mean, I'm dealing with I'm dealing with like uh, three or four, three, two or three exorcisms. Well, right now, if I look at my list, I have nine cases that I'm working on right now. Wow. Four of them, which four or five I'm assisting. And then, as a matter of fact, I have one that 
I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning tomorrow, actually five o'clock in the morning to help out a case at 6 a.m. my time, which is nine in Colombia. And then we're going to be helping out a, a person in Brazil. So I've got nine cases that I'm uh, Kenneth advising. Torres is an angel, folks. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. I've talked to him off camera and he has helped me out when I'm low and depressed. He'll, he just texts me. How are you, my brother? It's like, you know, man, you're a real yeah. solid human. You're a real solid light in this world. And we need that. So, I appreciate it. But I appreciate it, man. But I tell you what, though, it's a struggle for me every day, too. You know, I, I still have my flaws. And, and and that's the biggest thing that people need to realize, you know, just because I'm a clergyman, yeah. I still have my flaws. You know, I am a veteran. I deal with my, you know, my PTSD, my anxiety. You know, I, I I'm involved with four veterans, uh, four other veteran golf organizations, uh, golf uh, a wounded warrior. I do a veteran surf program, a veterans golfing program. I'm, I'm a liaison for two other veterans programs, trying to get them the resources. I do my chaplaincy on the side with the order. Uh, you know, I, I'm still involved with the uh, active duty Coast Guard as an instructor and interpreter on wow. a volunteer basis. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy, but, you know, it's without, you know, I, I do have my flaws, man. You know, like this past week, two or weeks, man, it's been really rough for me. You know, I've, I've had a hard time focusing. I've had a hard time reading, studying, and just, uh, you know, I, I was snappy towards my wife, you know, I, I've had my flaws, but you know, I appreciate right. that. Unlike most people, you don't just go, ah, it's not my problem. It's theirs. You recognize yeah. it. You yeah. recognize yeah. it. That's the, and you work on it. We can never stop working on ourselves. Absolutely. No. You're right. No. Ken. You never yeah. can. And you, and you, you're not going to spread yourself thin, but um, you know what I mean? Like um, Ken, well, oh, that was Ken Bull's question. Ken's a solid listener. Um, good yeah. night, Ken. Um, but yeah, man, you're one of the good ones. And of course you recognize it, you know it. And, you're gonna need a vacation soon coming up. I get a feeling, but for now, nah, I tell you, I, I'm, we'll only on my, I'm only on my 32nd day in the Warren Occult, like uh, the Warren Legacy uh, Foundation, <laughs> Warren Occult. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoops! But uh, but I but I, I haven't done a lot, but I love the team that I have. I love Dr. Heather and Ole, yeah. and you're the man. And I'm surrounded by some great great people. Um, yeah. So this is a great organization. You're doing some great stuff. We're doing some great stuff. And it's yeah, amazing. I mean, because because you're part of it too. Uh, Nicole asked, "Is it safe to have a doll like Annabelle?" I like to get one. LOL. I'm weird. <laughs> uh, so what? I, okay, so here here's just a raggedy here. end doll. Really, yeah, here, you know? here, I mean, here's just here's my opinion, Nicole. I mean, if. We touched on that earlier. Is, kind of. it, yeah, I mean, is it is this is it safe to have a doll like Annabelle? Um, well, I, I believe if it's all up to you. Uh, if you believe in haunted objects, if you believe in the lore and the myth of it, then you know, then probably may not be a good idea. I mean, if you do, you I know, just don't like when I just don't, and I'm not going to name draw because I don't do that. But I just don't like when these big wig paranormal guys claim that these fucking they get 90 dolls and highest bidder gets this doll and the money doesn't go to charity yeah. or nothing you're yeah. selling these dolls for 500 a piece i call yeah. bullshit and i don't like that i'm not going to work with people like that i refuse to yeah, you just got to be careful. Fortune. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, you just got to be. You just got to be careful. You know, that's that's the biggest thing, Nicole. Is you you got to be careful with these things. Uh, you know, it's up to you. I mean, honestly, I, I can't tell you what to do. You're you're a grown adult, but I would just say <laughs> be careful. Just be careful with it, and 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 just just please be careful. Um, you know, uh, actually, that's Nicole, all I can if, say. If you look at my pictures, Nicole, I actually have. I went to the thrift store and bought about a two foot tall Annabelle doll. Well, Raggedy Ann, and I, when I met Annabelle, I am holding her right next to the real Annabelle. Tony Sparrow signed it, put two Adam, my number one fan, Tony Sparrow. And then the second time I brought him back to the Warren Con with Annabelle, I was walking around with her. Mm -hmm. People were taking pictures with me, and I, 
dude, I'm still here, man. I know I didn't have the car accident. I get it. I do get it. Yeah. But I don't blame that on dolls. I don't blame that on superstition. Yeah. Because I won't there, give them that power. There was a question that was asked here earlier. Uh, and I, I'm trying to remember who it is. But I believe... Uh, the question was, can you create your own haunting? haunting? Um, so there is a theory of the, uh, uh, an egregore, right? An egregore is the thought process of you having multiple people. And I may be wrong, uh, egregores and tulpas. So there is the idea that um, collectively combined, you can create uh, an object, right? So I guess there was uh, an experiment that happened where Multiple people created one individual and they started saying his name and I guess it came into fruition and this entity just uh, started causing, you know, problems. So I think you can create your own haunting. Uh, but wow. I mean, for, for me, you know, when you say create your own haunting, I, I think uh, that's 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 a layered question. Uh, uh, for me, it's like you know, what type of haunting do you want, and what do you mean exactly creating your own haunting? You got to take into to affect to your mental state. You know, are you a sensitive? Are you a psychic? Um, you know, um, uh, what is it you know that you're trying to achieve? Um, there is self manifestation. I will say that with self manifestation. With self-manifestation, there is the ability to create uh, supernatural occurrences around your environments. And so we've had a lot of cases like that in the past uh, with the foundation where people have said, hey, I've got this going on. This is happening, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, you know, we have a team. We go investigate and nothing is happening. But when we get to the underlying issues of like the mental illness, drug abuse, that type of stuff that we see now that there was some type of uh, mental illness you know, and not even that, but just the actual self-manifestation. So I guess to make a long answer short, I, yes, I think you can create your own haunting. I've never actually really heard that theory, but now that you say it, I yeah. mean, honestly, dude, what do we really know? I mean, as much as I know yeah. this is blasphemy, but what do we know about life or death? We really, there's no professionals out there. I'm sorry. We don't know what exists between aliens and Bigfoots, the self-manification to, I've heard this last week on a podcast and I go, holy shit. Now, ch now check this yeah. out. Maybe this isn't the same thing, but this girl said that she had this dream for like three or four or five years straight every couple of weeks or whatever that she was in this house walking around and she saw these people and just didn't know where it was, didn't recognize the people, but she felt like she was there, this and that. Well, one day she goes and I don't know if she had a delivery or whatever, but she went to this house and knocked on the door and the people answered. This is a true story. And the people that answered, the girl answered and her mouth dropped. She goes, you're the girl that's been haunting our house for five years. This girl's been projecting herself in her dreams in this other family's house and yeah, other family's been seeing her spirit there during her. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I, I heard that. Was uh, that your show? I heard that. Yeah, on. yeah. I think <laughs> it was. So. I think it was my show. I think so. I think I was on with Chris. Well, I, I, show. Yeah, I, I blew my mind. Uh, I told Heather. I go, yeah. oh my fucking and god, like, Matrix. So, so you're telling me that the ghost that's in my fridge is actually my neighbor trying to get a midnight snack, astral projecting? Come so on. That's man. what you said, too. That's what you said for the yellow shit. That's yeah. exactly it. Then. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. people listening probably didn't, maybe not have heard it, but that blew my mind because if that could be considered a haunting, why not what you're saying? Why couldn't you call upon a crooked man? Or what kind of, yeah. couldn't you call, you know, like if you. The slender man, it, just like the slender right? man, you know. Is, you know, it, so is it drugs? Is it mental? Is it our brain? Can we project? I mean, we do have abilities. Now, Heather, my girl, told me this. She thinks fluoride and water and stuff that they put in our foods is the government's way to keep our abilities at bay because we all have psychic abilities and that's a way to make them stop. Yeah. That could be fucking well, true I mean, too. 
No, but I mean, you know, look at the 1970s. The 1970s and the 60s, the CIA used psychological operations. They had an experiment where the CIA used psychics to determine war, to uh, oh. to uh, to delegate and to uh, to maneuver. Uh, you know, the, the, the you know the, the the parts of war. I'm I'm thinking my TBI is kicking in right now, and it pisses me off because I worked for the government for so many years, and a lot of these words are are escaping me. But to influence yeah. the battlefield, so to speak. And right. so uh, these are unclassified documents now that the uh, CIA has. Oh, you know what? Let With me the ask men that stare at goats. Yeah, but let me ask you this though, like completely off topic though. Do you believe in aliens? Because I sure do. Oh, I saw someone ma- said a question about aliens. Is that Nicole again? She's always got a bunch of good questions about aliens. Maybe. Um, honestly, dude. Um, yeah. Growing up in Lisbon, I I uh, I mentioned this to someone on something, but I saw a UFO, and this is before yeah. I smoked weed. This is a long time ago, and uh, it came up, and it was gone as soon as I blinked. And of course, I've been to the Betty and Barney Hill site. In New Hampshire, yeah. it's about uh, an yeah. hour and a half away from me. I've been to their grave sites yeah. too, and yeah. um, oh, absolutely! I I, I I believe in dude. If you told me there's a pink rainbow or a pink unicorn outside, I'd probably go look. Yes, I, I'm open to everything and anything because why not? My mind is so open. Yeah, that and I think it needs to be. You have to have a little bit of imagination, but absolutely, I believe in leprechauns, fairies. I do too. Yeah, so, I love that. When I was little, and, and I don't know if it was just my imagination, when I was little, I remember uh, seeing little green men and little gray men. And then really? uh, when I would visit my uh, my aunt in Puerto Rico, uh, Lo Yunque, Lo Yunques is a natural rainforest in Puerto Rico. And they're like the highest peak mountains rainforest in Puerto Rico. And there's also a main satellite out there. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, unidentified flying objects that I've seen. And look at now. Uh, NASA has declassified, the Air Force has declassified these footages of, you know, unidentified flying aircraft in the sky. Now, is it alien? Is it alien in nature? I don't know. It, it could be that, you know, Uncle Sam is working on some high speed stuff. But you have to figure, you have to think, though, where did we get this technology from? You know, where do we get this technology from? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, what else? All Betsy, back yeah. the pyramids, even. All yeah, the way back yeah. to like, you know what I mean? All the way back to like, how do we construct that without a crane or a pulley system? Just humans? Come on now. I don't well, know, man. Space well, I mean, is, if, I, if you think about it, man, you know, um, modern science and, and modern engineering, I think they've tried uh, replicating the pyramids. And every really? time they do it, it's off by a foot or two. So you even with. Even with modern engineering, uh, I, I saw something that when they've tried replicating these pyramids, either on like in a 3D diagram or, or however it is that they try to, uh, you know, produce these, uh, I, I, I saw and I heard that they're always off. They cannot get the same perfection in diameter and measurement in inches that the ancient Egyptians did. So when you tell uh, me this is be, this is before Christ. This would be, they didn't have tape measures and you tell me, I I don't believe it for a second, especially with, like you say, technology. And then certain people amongst us, they see the graves that walk among us. I don't know, man. It's funny. Heather said earlier too, when we met Annabelle, our truck smelled like sage for a week because the whole way back from Connecticut to Maine, we burned it. No way this bitch is following us home. You stay in Connecticut where you belong. (laughs) I I hope you had your windows open. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we had them down between the, it's <laughs> a big joint. I go, no, it's sage stick. Whoops. <laughs> I hope they're here to help us, Nicole says. Yeah. I hope so. To me, they would have too. If, if they wanted to eradicate us, dude, 
Yeah. We're so at war with ourselves. They could easily come in and just be like, you guys suck. You're out of here. I think that we just, they just kind of watch us like an ant farm. I don't know. You're, you're driving down the road. You're like, oh, pass me some OG crush. No, babe. It's <laughs> <laughs> what is that stuff? Oh, it's white sage. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> it's white sage. Oh, by the smoke cr- coming out like Cheech and Chong, the Massachusetts <laughs> couples is over. What you it's got better, going there? Oh, this is a theme from fact, the war. Uh, one of my one of my buddies from my surf group, because uh, there's a there's a, a a medical marijuana dispensary here in Santa Cruz for veterans, and uh, one of the uh, uh, was it Cheech and Chong? Cheech? No, it was Chong. He was there, and so I saw a picture oh. earlier uh, dispensing his like new marijuana line. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But um, cool. are cursed objects the main cause of a haunting? Mm, what do you think? See that well, that goes back to the whole doll thing and stuff. Like, how much power can you give these things to really wreak havoc? And a little kind of picture that I got from a yard sale, but I mean, I guess it could, like you said earlier, I guess it kind of touches on everything you said earlier. As long as you treat it right, I don't know. That's a tough one, you know. And for me, hauntings, and I've said it before, and actually, somebody, uh uh, one of the public members on the Warren files pretty much called me dense. And I go, well, I haven't really experienced a haunting in that sense. And for me, a haunting has always been um, a transient spirit. Uh, and, and that's only been my experience. I've only seen like transient spirits or I felt like transient spirits, you know, that they're there for a little bit and then they go. I, I've never really? experienced I've never experienced a haunting in a sense. The only thing that I have experienced was the demonic infestation that we had at our house, uh, you know, growing up, uh, where the crucifix was turned upside down and and and, and the candle and was broken. Uh, my dog went missing for a week and we found him in the backyard. He was gutted open. Uh, we found uh, my little sister had a had a girl in a purple dress coming out from under the bed, telling her to kill her parents and and cursing at her. Yeah, and so come to find oh, out. One second, uh, one second, because me and Heather talked about this last time, and I, yeah. I wasn't on the show with you, so I couldn't, I couldn't cut you off like yeah. I just did. But go back to the yeah. dog because I'm just, I know it's sad, but I'm really intrigued. He was missing for a week and then decapitated and gutted like an alien type thing, or like just so. So we had some experiences growing up, right, uh, in in Jersey. And uh, the first experience, his first experience uh, started when my dad and I were outside with my little sister, and we saw a little girl looking out the window upstairs. And my dad and I were like, who's that? And like, it's not your sister. So my dad went upstairs to the second floor. Then he had to go through the house to go to the second floor of the apartment, right? And uh, looking for the little girl, nothing was there. But as he was going up, a tricycle came down, came flying down the stairs. Oh, and so this shiny. tricycle was, oh, this, so this tricycle was hanging on the wall 10 feet behind, uh, you know, um, um, uh, an actual wall. So you go up the stairs, uh, get into the apartment. There's the kitchen. And then to the right is the living room. And to the right, there's a hallway that leads to the second story. Uh, that's where the other living bedroom, the bedrooms were. And so my sister's tricycle was hanging up on the wall, uh, going up the stairs towards the back. So that means that this tricycle would have had to unhinge itself, um, roll 10 feet, turn the corner by itself and come down the stairs. So the oh, tricycle fell on wow. my dad. And so we kind of sh- shrugged that off. Second time, uh, I, I, he and I were walking upstairs and something pushed him to the point where he fell back and we had to take him to the hospital. Uh, one time, my little sister, my dad and I, we were watching Stephen King's It with Tim Curry. We were in the living room watching TV and we saw my little sister walk across the kitchen. And we're like, hey, sis, you got to come over here. But she goes, I'm right here. She was sitting in front of us the whole time. And so when my dad went to go look, uh, there was a crucifix inside a candle. Um, so uh, the crucifix was inside the candle of Jesus, and it was broken. 
we had sulfur smells. We had a lot of different things. And then one day we came home. We had a we had a, a German a, a Japanese Akita named Zuki. Uh, the door was the house was secured. So when you go through the kitchen, it goes to the downstairs backyard, and so everything was locked, right, except for the the door downstairs that led outside. Anyway, we went to animal control. We like maybe like a week or two. We tried looking for our dog. We couldn't find him. Uh, and one day, you know, we're like, we just gave up. And so we go downstairs, uh, we're going to go to the grill and my dad and I, we found our dog. Uh, he was actually crucified and gutted open. So, um, Holy shit. yeah. Wow. And then, not, wow. And then on top of that, uh, my little sister was having this little girl in a purple dress come out to her. Uh, and she was telling her different things. And one night, uh, my dad woke up and my little sister had a kitchen knife in her hand. He was watching TV. He saw my little sister standing at the door and it was a kitchen knife. And she was in a trance-like state and she was going to hurt the family. And so oh, right next oh. to us, uh, there was a little church right next door uh, across the street because, you know, we lived in Jersey. And so, you know, churches everywhere. And we spoke to the pastor there. Pastor was like, yeah, you know, there's been three or four families that have lived there and they've moved out within within you know within six months to, to a year of living there because of all of this um, activity. And so come to find out, we have my grandmother come over. We have a uh, pastor come over. He prays for the house. We bless the house. We hear this loud roar. Uh, it's, you know, uh, like a like a yell or scream. The environment got lighter. So as we were moving out, um, there was a closet. There was a small door behind the closet, right? And on top of that, when my dad went in, he found a little box. And in the box, uh, there was pictures of naked children in dirty underwear. The people that lived there before us were child molesters. And the people oh. that lived the people that lived downstairs, allegedly they were satanic practitioners. Not Church of Satan, actually satanic practitioners. So the thought idea, the thought behind that was because they were practicing a lot of satanic rituals, they may have unleashed a demonic entity that may have fed uh, that activity. I mean, they were already dirt bags upstairs anyway, you know what I mean? And well, so I, I don't have a problem with people practicing whatever you want. That's fine. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that if you're a satanic worshiper, if you worship the church of Satan, that's, that's not my business. I don't, I don't care about that. But the activity that's correlated behind that is summoning evil energy and dark energy. And so I think that's what uh, caused the attacks on our family. So who knows? Who knows? And uh, yeah, I mean, Nicole, you can, you know, just give me the credit for it. <laughs> so I don't you, know, you yeah, can use, you, take it for a book. You take it for wow, a book. Yeah, actually, every, dude, people look right up on that story. Holy shit. You're going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but hey, you know, uh, our time is coming up short. We we got a few minutes left, man. Uh, and so I just want to thank the viewers for, for tuning in tonight. And Adam, man, I want to thank you for, for being on the show, man. If if. If we need to get a hold of you, you know, if, if we want to get in contact with you, if we if we want to follow your 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 ghostly adventures, you know, where do we find you? How can we get a hold of you? <laughs> well, first, I want uh, first real quick, I want to say thank you so much, uh, you know, Kenneth. You're my brother, and I appreciate this. This was great. We talked so much on here, so I was happy. This was a fun show. Uh, Witch yeah. in Nature, Betsy King, Nicole, everybody in chat, Witch and my girl Heather, Mike yeah. Davis, Doctor Brian, Melissa King, Terry York. You guys are all awesome. You guys always yeah. tune in. Um, thank you so much. Th um, thank you for thank, thank you for all the questions, though. Sorry if I didn't get to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show went by super fucking quick. Wow. Um, I know. So, so yeah, it's Adam Began on Facebook. Began like to start. B e g i n. Parentheses says me. That's my personal page. I'm kind of leery though about who I accept. But if you want to follow me, I am on I, my biggest baby right now is Adam the Historian Ghost Hunter. 
Ghost Hunter Two Words. That's my new YouTube channel. I only have 25 <laughs> followers, but I have a bunch. Everything from Vampire's Graves to when I met Annabelle to um, um, the lead singer of Gore's Grave Site to yeah. uh, Stephen yeah. King's house. A lot of videos yeah. on there. I also have Historically Haunted on YouTube, but I'm also Historically Haunted Paranormal. Me and Heather, okay. she's my empathy, uh, my witch, my psychic. I'm the historian okay. of the team. And I also run the Historically Haunted show right here on Paranormal King every Friday. Uh, Tony Spare is going to be my guest this Friday at 8. And oh, then heck Saturday, yeah. Yeah, I get Tony. That's pretty cool. And then this Saturday yeah. is Historically Haunted vodcast. Okay. Usually at 8, we're starting at 6. Lexi Rue Goebel and Brady Goebel of Chasing Paranormal. So that's on there. I'm kind of everywhere, all over Facebook. I got Instagram. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see all my links to my other shit, though. And, um, yeah, man, I'm a pretty cool dude. If, if you're cool and you don't want to start shit and you got an open mind, we can be down, yeah. you know? that You know, that's how I feel, man. Uh, you know, also to everyone, uh, we are on every second and fourth Tuesdays, Enter the Dark. Uh, you can catch my personal Facebook uh, group. It's called The Paranormal Connection. Uh, you can reach us at the Warren Legacy uh, foundation for paranormal research on facebook and also if uh you are in need of clergy uh i am an assistant chief exorcist i work with the solomonic order of saint michael the archangel so if you need some spiritual counseling feel free to reach me out if you just want to chop it up and talk about ghosts vampires and demons you know i'm your guy uh, and before that though i, I noticed uh you know this was a pretty powerful story at the end, so I just want to say a quick blessing. Father God, we come before you this evening. Thank you for allowing everyone to be here. Father God, we ask that whatever we talk about in this video podcast and in this video interview, that no harm or danger may come to any of our viewers, Father God, whether or not they believe in you. I I, I put white light and, and protection and blessing upon everybody, Lord Jesus, and, and, and everyone that's on here. Father God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here. And... Uh, Everyone, have a good night, and uh, don't let the Amen. bed books bite. Don't let the bed books bite. And uh, welcome to Enter the Dark. Y'all have a good night. My name is Ken Torres. I am the host of Enter the Dark. This is a new show that is coming to the Paranormal King Radio Network on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. Join me as I interview the best in the paranormal, and we're going to talk about many different things. Also, along combined with my 15 plus years of experience, it's going to be nice to compare notes. So please, tune in. Paranormal King Radio Network.